Holy Gospel for this night comes from Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, <clears throat> and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, <clears throat> grace and peace to you from God our Creator and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Ash Wednesday can hold a variety of meanings. We began this night by confessing our sin, not just the things we do wrong as individuals or the mistakes and injustices that we build as a society, but the brokenness that we experience and that we perpetuate, sometimes in spite of our best efforts. So Ash Wednesday can be about sin. Ash Wednesday can be about mortality. One by one, we came up to receive a mark of dust and to hear the simple words said over and over again, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. It's a reminder that we don't have all the time in the world, that our days are numbered, and that we should use them wisely. Ash Wednesday can be about truth. In a world where we are pushed to do more and be more and make more and own more, Ash Wednesday reminds us that we will all be the same in the end. That no amount of money or power will save us from the grave. Although, let's be honest, there are plenty of ways that money buys privileges that give some of us longer lives than others. Sometimes we've turned Ash Wednesday into a day about guilt. A day when we worry that once again we have failed, that we are not enough, that we should feel bad about ourselves and the world and nearly everything else. <laughs> Feeling bad has never once accomplished anything. But sometimes that's what this day becomes. So Ash Wednesday can be in is really about many of these things. It is a day about sin and brokenness. It is a day about mortality and truth. It really shouldn't be a day about guilt, although it's easy to feel that way. But then I read these words from Pastor Amy Butler, formerly at Riverside Church in New York City. She said, what if Ash Wednesday felt almost like relief? Like like in yoga class, when they make you take a deep breath and then let it out. 
Woo. in a very dramatic way. Can Ash Wednesday be permission? Permission to admit what is obvious to everybody, that we're all broken, and we hurt a lot sometimes, and on the regular, we're unable to face truths about ourselves because they, we think they disqualify us from being worthy of love. It's kind of a relief to put all that down, to strip off the masks we wear all the time, the efforts we make to be good enough or happy enough or hopeful enough. Maybe this is a day about breathing out, all the way out, and simply being who we know we are underneath it all. Maybe once we finally do breathe all the way out and put it all down, it's just a big relief. Maybe you know that the ashes you have on your forehead tonight were made from burned palms. The palms that were used last year during Palm Sunday worship services. The ones we raised high as we sang Hosanna and remembered what it was like to welcome Jesus into Jerusalem. The day when everything seemed to be heading in the right direction, finally. When people were cheering and clapping for the Son of God, riding on a donkey, a different kind of king, a different kind of power and rule. The possibility so close that maybe all the unjust, unfair, brutal systems currently in power were about to be thrown out once and for all. The day when everybody took a deep breath in, just waiting to see all the good progress that was surely uninterrupted before them. You know how that parade ended. You remember that Jesus came into the city in triumph and left it carrying his cross. You know how the shouts of the crowd turned from praise and joy to insult and spitting and fear. How all the anxiety of a whole city pointed at one man, one trial, one person whose death would solve it all. And those palms once waved in welcome were trampled on the ground, dusty and dirty and of no use. Imagine that someone in the streets of Jerusalem picked up a palm, maybe a couple of them, all those broken, messy branches. And that someone took them home and lit them with a match and watched them burn. All that joy, all that triumph incinerated in just a breath. And then the person reached into the dying embers at the very edge where the ashes had cooled, rubbed a finger in the ash, and traced it on their forehead in the shape of a cross. And then took a deep breath out. To be perfectly honest, I'm totally making that up. <laughs> Nobody did that. The tradition of burning palms to make ashes came into the Christian life much later, maybe 500 years after Jesus' death and resurrection. 
but that's the symbol of it. And I bet you know it already how some of our most triumphant moments end in ashes, how some of our best efforts fail. And we discover we can't make other people be happy, no matter how hard we try. That life is beautiful and brutal and everything in between. And today is a day to say that, admit that, look it straight in the face and remind ourselves we don't have to pretend all the time. That we can take that deep breath in and then exhale and remember we are dust and to dust we shall return. And we are loved and to love we shall return. Because that's the thing about that mark on your head. If today was just about sin or brokenness or mortality or just about honesty or truly about guilt, then just a smear on your forehead would be enough. The shape wouldn't matter. It'd be the ashes that were the point. But it's not just a smear on your forehead, is it? It's a cross. It's the place where our real selves, our real messy, imperfect, broken, fearful, hopeful, beautiful selves meet the deep and unending love of God right there. It's the place where the palms of triumph and the ashes of death are one and the same and where God says that death and pain and suffering and failure and the worst thing that's ever happened to you do not get the last word. It's a mark that speaks of the relief of no longer having to pretend that you have it all together and all figured out. And the promise that when we reach the end of all our best efforts, we will never fall further than the love of God can catch us. Even if the catch happens on the other side of the grave. So breathe in. You are dust. And breathe out. You are loved. What a beautiful, blessed relief to know who you really are. Amen. <laughs>